Saturday morning on East Coast of M and it's Wicklow this week. Declan Means sitting in this week. And I'm joined by our vet, Pete Weatherburn from Brave Vet and Old Connor. And good morning, Pete. Thanks for coming in this Saturday morning. Good morning, Declan. Good morning. So uh, we're going to talk about greyhound racing. It's worth a lot of money in Ireland, not only uh, to the money that's generated at the meetings, but also to the betting industry as well. But things are developing differently in Australia. Tell us about that. Yes, well, it's really quite dramatic. What's happened is that there was a, a, a state a state parliament vote uh, 10 days ago in New South Wales, and the parliamentarians voted to ban greyhound racing um, from next summer, from summer of 2017. This is a huge deal because it's a big industry. You know, they've got stadiums, they've got many people who earn a living from greyhound racing, and they've decided to ban it completely. So it's really shocking. And um, people are worried that globally this could indicate the beginning of a trend that could spread to Ireland. There are only eight countries where greyhound racing is currently allowed. Um, Those include Australia, the States, UK, Ireland, and then other places like China and um, Vietnam and a couple of other places. So very few places where it's actually allowed. And the fact that it's been banned in one of the main centres is worrying. At the same time, uh, it's a very popular sport. And I've never seen an article about uh, animal welfare issues at meetings. So it must be something else that's they're thinking about, is it? Yeah, that's a, it's a good point that you make because a lot of people, a lot of listeners may have been long to, to, to a greyhound racing event and they may see the animals looking really well cared for and, you know, physically to watch them in action, it's very impressive. They're, they're athletes, they're creatures in their absolute prime. Um, so you might look at an event like that and say, well, where's the problem? Well, I'll tell you what the problem was in Australia and you'll get some sense of this. It's a very traditional sport, and so many of the attitudes around training are quite traditional. And there's a belief out there in Australia that um, for a greyhound to want to run as fast as possible, it had to be so-called blooded. What that means is it has to have chased and killed a living animal. And so what they were doing in Australia was they were... um, You know how there's the thing called the lure, which is the the little thing that goes around the track really fast. It's got a a fluffy toy or something on it, um, and the greyhound chases the fluffy toy or whatever it is. Um, So what they did is, in the training tracks, they actually got living creatures, rabbits, piglets, and possums, and they strapped them down with leather straps while they were alive onto this lure, onto, onto a plank attached to the lure, and then they set the greyhounds off after the living creature they put muzzles on the greyhound for the first couple of laps then you know so so that the creature could only be bruised and battered by the greyhound as it caught up with it then they took the muzzles off the greyhounds so they actually chewed the the poor creature to bits now that's called live baiting and when they questioned um this television documentary they questioned a number of well-established and well-respected trainers about this practice, and the trainers absolutely condemned it unequivocally. Then what they did is they got secret hidden videos, and they filmed those very same trainers actually tying the animals down and setting their greyhounds onto it. So by doing that, they did two things. First of all, they exposed the appalling cruelty being carried out by these leading lights in the greyhound industry. But secondly... Um, they exposed 
these people as being downright liars, and 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 by doing that, um, they 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 um, they lost all credibility, and so that whatever they said about um, their training practices and so on, nobody believed them anymore, and so it was it was a very very powerful. Um, television documentary that if you watch this and you can see it if you go to the Pete the Vet Facebook page you can actually see a link to this video if you watch that video you can see why the parliamentarians felt they had no option but to vote to ban it because it's so appalling So it was purely in the treatment of other animals rather than the treatment of the greyhounds because you often hear people say oh look at the way they're bred or they've got skinny heads so it's nothing to do with the greyhound themselves well no I think there are other issues uh, um, the live baiting was the main issue that that that, that was um, I feel like it was the, the nail in the coffin um, there are a number of other issues and um, those other issues um, would apply in Ireland there's, by the way, live baiting, there's never been any credible evidence of live baiting in Ireland. That's what I was going to ask you. No, yeah. that, although you would wonder um, why people sell live rabbits at some meetings where people with greyhounds meet up. Why are they selling live rabbits? You might ask that question. But there's never been evidence that, there's actually, that they're actually used and for live baiting. And would a greyhound chase after the normal thing that goes around uh, Shelburne Park or something like that. I mean, oh, they don't. They they always chase after it because you know it's it's they like chasing things. Yeah, that, that's but, what but, I mean. Could but, you do? Could you train a greyhound without using a live oh, animal? Ab- absolutely. Yes. 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 But um, what the Australian documentary showed was the the ones that had been blooded. Well, yes, they did win races, and so you know, um, do greyhounds chase more strongly, more quickly if they? have been blooded in that way you know and that's that's an open question if they do well too bad because it's just totally cruel to do it anyway i was going to say um the other issues that that affect the australian greyhound industry are also um uh, apply in this country and they would include for example the fact that there's way too many greyhounds produced and um once a, a greyhound proves not to be a great runner or once it reaches the end of its career perhaps what happens to it and um whilst there are some homes available because they do make great pets, um, they reckon there's only something like only like something like twelve percent of the total number of greyhounds needing homes um, go to homes. And what happens to the other eighty-eight percent? Nobody knows. There's a there's a big gap there. And so the concern is that there's it's acceptable within the industry um, for there just to be wastage where the animals are just euthanized, killed because they're not wanted. And in our society, that's felt not to be acceptable at all. So that really is a, a, a big issue. Um, uh, and that would apply in this country as much as in Australia. And there are other issues as well, such as um, the allegations of doping in the industry and, you know, allegations that they don't do enough testing to to, to, to uh, make sure that that's um, not happening. Um, and a, a general sense that the welfare isn't the priority that it ought to be. I mean, people sometimes say to me, what do you think of greyhound racing? And I, I look at it and I go, well, how is it different to, let's say, agility training? You know, where, where people, where dogs jump over fences and um, and through tunnels, and you know, the one that does it the fastest wins. Um, and that's really popular, and everybody approves of that. And so, kind of, I go, well, you know, if agility racing, agility training is is good, then how come greyhound racing is bad? The reason isn't 
the actual racing itself. That's not the issue. It's all the background stuff. It's the fact that greyhounds are treated as fodder. They're, they're not old now, by the way. Some of them are totally cherished. There's some great trainers and owners out there who really do the right job. Um, but the problem is it's the it's the underbelly. It's the, the bit where things don't go, aren't done the way they should do. And I guess if you wanted to be critical of even the good trainers, it's the fact that they must somehow they must be aware of these issues and yet they don't lobby to have it changed. Um, the industry itself isn't proactive enough in promoting welfare. Um, and if, if it was, then I do believe it could become like agility training where people actually, um, you know, they, they think, well, this is a good thing. It's, it's the background stuff that's the issue in greyhound racing. And as well as that, unfortunately, um, the, the sport is in trouble economically um the, the the people don't really want to go to, to greyhound races these days they don't really want to bet on the track on greyhounds that was something of the past these days people bet online young people when they go out they want to go and hunt for pokemon or i don't know they want to do something different they don't really want to go to a greyhound stadium um although obviously that still happens it doesn't happen to the same extent as it did before so there is a sense out there that the the industry is 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 gradually um you know, reaching the end of its natural life and the 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 banning of the sport in New South Wales and not just New South Wales, by the way, it was banned in Arizona just in June as well. It's this is a bit of a global trend for this to happen. So people are asking the question: Is is greyhound racing um, slowly uh, fading in this country as well? That's something we just have to watch and see. All right, Peter, I'm sure many of the trainers, the dog owners would dispute an awful lot of what you said and Bordenagon as well, I'm sure, would raise some issues with uh, your assertions. Um, But uh, Mm. thank you for pointing out what's happening in Australia this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, That is our vet, Pete Weatherburn from Bray Vet, Old Connor in Bray. And as always, with Pete's broadcast, you can hear it again when he puts it on his website, which is petethevet.com. This is Wicklow This Week.